Welcome, everybody, to the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. New chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. No. Is this going to be the entire episode? Oh my god, I'm just like the best. I'm like, I have all my new friends. Oh my god. So famous. Something good for ya. Alright everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Something Good For You podcast where the two of us sift through the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you each and every single week. And I am one of your two co-hosts, Alex Stiff, and sitting across from me, as always, is the Captain Nun. Hey, yo, what's happening? You're a little early that time. <laughs> Cut me out now. <laughs> Trying what to I say do. I take too long in the intro? That's what I do, I interrupt. My Clear, fault, dude. Clearly. You sound a little tired, actually. <laughs> Who, me? Yeah, a little, like, worn out. We've been busy. Like, a long day. Oh, you had a long day. It's just feeling very relaxing in here right now. Maybe we're just all, like, settling into it. Probably. Like a, I mean, we've got, got a got fire, fire going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And plus, and, and by the way, special guest, returning guest, Kelsey. Yes. Oh, hey. <laughs> Miss Kelsey Ryan, post-album. We had you in here pre-album. Uh-huh. Now we've got you in post-album. We'll talk about that later. But yeah. Um, I just I don't have like overhead lighting really, so just because of all the lamps, this is kind of like a natural warm light, so it just it kind of gives off that comfortable feel, I guess. I feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah, me too. Plus, honestly, listening back to the episodes, I've tried to slow my roll a little bit because in person, it feels like we're talking kind of at our normal pace because it's just the flow of our regular conversation. By the time you listen to the episode, it's like just really going. So it's like when people are listening to it as a third party, you almost kind of have to slow it down a little bit. Have you ever noticed that live? Mm, like when I'm listening to the episodes? No, no. Uh, it's like uh, performing live, like when you're talking to your oh, yeah, audience. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, for sure. I need to slow down because then I get mm-hmm, people because, get because what people wind up doing. <laughs> well, not even really agitated. Uh, they just can't hear you. What winds up, what I see a lot of times, especially like at our, your genre of country is a little bit different because there's not that much kind of blaring at you, but especially like in rock crowds. Yeah. Um, if someone's talking between a set or you know it's kind of like just a guitar part and the, a vocalist is trying to say something over the guitar part a lot of times you're not hearing it because they get right up on the microphone and they yell and they go fast mm-hmm. you bring it you pull your um my, pull your mouth off the mic just a little bit and then talk just a little slower because what's going to happen is the brain is going to catch certain little enunciations from you talking slower that you might actually miss because of the loudness going on around you. Well, look yep. at that. Rock band frontman tips via Alex Stitt. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got to be heard. I know. I feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you, you can say that all you want, but it's like, hey, every performer wants to be heard. So you can be like, ah, but at the same time, you're going to go, mm-hmm. Yeah, we wouldn't get on stage if we didn't want a little bit of attention, right? Right. And at the end of the day, everybody's watching the singer anyway. True. <laughs> As she just slowly starts beaming. That's, that's so true. <laughs> she, she's, she's glowing right now. <laughs> so uh, about how long ago was it uh, when you made your first appearance? 
What do you mean? Oh, on the show? On the show, yeah. Uh, that was... It's like September, maybe? It was early September. Yeah. I came here, and then we released... Was this the Friday of the show, or was it the Friday before? It was the Friday before. We did the episode before the uh, release of the record yeah. dropped. Because we dropped on a Friday, and I think we talked about next week, the, the album yeah. release show. So now yeah. we're just uh, a few shows in, and what, five drummers, three fiddle players? <laughs> we got a stable. Yeah. That's great. It's, it's and, by, and by great, I mean it's tolerable. Yeah. <laughs> it's great as in the machine is still going. It didn't flip over and capsize. Yeah, yeah. It's if anything, it's opened a lot of doors because the songs hold up and all any drummer and bass player is just like, I can learn that because it's not like they're like super complex or anything either yeah. arrangement wise no that's the nice thing about older style countries that there's a lot of um a lot of back catalog of very similar songs that people could have heard before so but at the same time you better be good too mm-hmm. absolutely although people have been enjoying learning it like we played I with a new so. bass player who is in a funk band and he was like i've never really liked country but i had a great time learning your stuff <laughs> he played on this three-hour country club holiday show ridiculous set that we did mm-hmm. back in December. That was literally a locker room. It well, I was going to say, we were The in, most magnificent locker room of all time. It was very fancy. We ran into the same thing with Christian. Uh, he's not a... he. This kind of rock and roll is not his bread and butter. He likes, you know, that mid-2000s pop punk emo rock, which is totally cool, but, you know, that that's like his bread and butter. That's what he listens to and with his band, Home for the Day, that's the kind of music they play. Mm-hmm. So it's like when he started playing this, he goes, you know, outside of like, you know, CCR really, you know, I don't listen to a lot of classic rock, he goes, but this is a lot of fun to play with you guys, you know? So sometimes when people kind of step out their box, you know, they kind of enjoy themselves a little bit on that. Then we try to write songs that make it fun for drummers too. Oh, absolutely. Because it's like, we get it. Rock and roll. It's like ACDC. We know rock and roll drums can be boring. <laughs> so it's like, we, we, we try to add some stuff that at least gives them something to do. We were talking about this earlier today where, um, we were kind of fooling around with some riffs and stuff like that. And he started talking about, um, writing uh, an arrangement this way like it, it, we can uh, write it to this drum pattern or, or anything like that and i've talked with drummers that write songs and that's how they approach it too which i thought was interesting well what i was explaining to him is uh so like a guitar riff you know you play the same riff for maybe you know four bars on that final bar let's say you're doing like a a d e all of a sudden on that last note instead of going to an e you go a d c Something like that. That yeah. and maybe you only do it once in the song. Where it's like maybe after the solo piece, you know, you do that one little, you know, thing, but make sure it's in unison. That note may not be the correct note, but just change it up for that single note only one time. Mm-hmm. It winds up switching up the monotony and the listener kind of keys in and they kinda almost snap back to it because your brain is expecting the same riff again, but you kind of give them that little side misdirect and it kind of kicks their attention back in. And you can add so many melodic ideas on top of that too. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of people do key changes. It's just a smaller version of a key change. Oh, key changes. <laughs> Cap loves a key change. <laughs> so does so does Kelsey. Uh, I really love a key, key change. change buddies. <laughs> we were uh, driving back from uh, one show we did in uh, Rock Hill and uh, we just put on 90s R&B and like literally every 90s R&B song has a key change. Oh my gosh, Mariah. <laughs> every Mariah Carey song. <laughs> so so what's it like uh, riding in the car between the two of y'all? Because again, your your musical backgrounds, I wouldn't say you're too different mainly because you do like a lot, Cap likes a lot of that, you know, classic country. But you know, I, 
Are, do you just play that the entire time just to appease her, or I kind of like a total line of like that plus like super suckers and stuff like oh, that. Okay, so so super suckers is almost her little bit of a gateway. Uh huh. And then sometimes I just make him listen to whatever I want to. <laughs> I was also gonna say I was like, does, does he just pick a playlist that's conducive to you, or sometimes you're like, motherfucker? No, we're she'll, she'll take to this. she'll take the uh, auxiliary cable and be like, I'm gonna play some Whitney. <laughs> So that was your choice. <laughs> Cap's not sitting over here going, you know what I want to listen to, man? <laughs> you know, I hadn't listened to Whitney in a hot minute. I don't know. It's just sometimes on long car trips, you need to just listen to the most poppy, like, nostalgic crap you can possibly do just to, like, when we were going pull to- you out of the, like... We're going to I've not- been on this road for four hours and I've got two more to go. Holy shit. And so a uh, Whitney Houston sing-along seems like a fun idea to me, generally. Or it's, uh, it's pretty fun when you're trying to figure out a three-hour set and you go through uh, just like random country songs that you uh, that you might not like, but kind of like uh, you know what would go, to, will go over really well, too. Yeah, I think that's what we did on that last the car Knoxville ride. trip. We, we were trying to figure out if there were any like other ridiculous country songs that people know that we would want to put in that country club set i remember like uh i think we were playing some dixie chicks or something like that <laughs> there was like one dixie chick song that was super fun to play when i was in knoxville yeah <laughs> i was we like playing, can we do we that were, like going through all of the pop just like 90s pop country i think is what yeah. we were like yeah. we were looking for stuff that like wouldn't hurt us to physically to play but we got <laughs> but, real picky and choosy too yeah so, so Dixie Chicks is where you landed. Well, there was hey man, like some Shania happening and there were yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was joking with him. I was probably I'm probably the only guy in town that's learning songs by Shania Twain and Sex Slaves. <laughs> <laughs> and Kelsey's like, I have no idea what that's that band is. <laughs> that, that's, that's a yeah. band. That's a band. Yeah, I don't know who that band is. And, it, and don't you ever please talk like me in that voice again. Oh, come on, that's I have a cat so voice. That's so freaking creepy. <laughs> Now I just know. got chills. Like, uh, Kelsey, uh, now you know how. I, now you know how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show, motherfuckers. Alex doing Kelsey is something like this, and it's just awful. <laughs> but I'm, what I'm saying is that his impression is spot on. Now it's like I'm sitting here going, like I'm always creeped out now. <laughs> well, before we dive into this any further, I figure it's about time for us to throw this on over to Johnny G for the Maverick Minute, so we can figure out what's going on in the Charlotte area this weekend. Take it over, Johnny. CLTC and beyond. This is Johnny G with the Maverick Minute. Offer your something good for your podcast to make sure your weekend goes right. Now, this is the first week of 2020, so I hope you've been making it really nice and starting off the year correct. But for me, I'm here to give you a little bit of something to do for this weekend just in case you need to fucking party hard. So let's go get into it. Friday at the Evening Muse, we got Cuff Knots with Christine Elsie and I Star at 7 p.m. and Rebel Romance at 10. At the world famous milestone, Friendship Friday from 4 to 8 p.m., no cover charge, but then you come in with Divine Treachery, Living in My Shadow, Written in Gray, and A Young Man's Burial at 8 p.m. Neighbor Theater, Sticks and Thorns, featuring John Stickley of the John Stickley Trio and Andy Thorne of the Leftover Seminar at 8. Snug Harbor, Player Made, and Ode to Southern Rapid All Eras at 9 p.m. Petros, we got our own Kelsey Ryan and the Handyman. With David Taylor and the Tall Boys of Masha, who knows? But Wes Hamilton is coming in between at 8 p.m. 
Come on down the line of the day is going to be over at the Amos' South End with the pinkest Floyd. Pink Floyd tribute at 7.30. Skylark Social Club is going to be having Honey Creek at 8 p.m. Tommy's Pub, the Van Allen Belt from PA with Fabrics and Brian Belonsky at 8 p.m. Last but not least for the day, Smokey Joe's Prodigal Sons, 10 p.m. Moving on to our Saturday, the Evening Muse at 7 p.m. is hosting Eskimo Brothers, followed by Slade the Supreme with Dre of the East and X Brody at 10 p.m. Over at the Milestone, local Saturday only, 4 to 8 p.m., free, followed by the Flight Risks with Hang the Hipster, Middle Asia, and Dr. Keyboardian Inc. Moving over to the Visual Theory, we got our Charlotte's own legend, Unknown Henson, with Jason Moss and the Hosses starting at 7 p.m. Snug Harbor, we got another birthday with Hope, featuring the alternative champs, David Childers, It's Snakes, and Chaka at 9 p.m. Petrus is going down with a Triangle Afrobeat Orchestra with Sweat Transfer at 8. Next, we got Hatties open up their venue. Slark Moan starts at 10 p.m. Early in the day, Tip Top Market's going to be doing some few things. Swap Meat and E-Waste Recycling at 12 p.m., just in case you need to get something new for your year. And Repainted Tomorrow with Electric Bro at 8 p.m. Amos comes back with another tribute, couple tributes. 84 and Poison, the Van Halen and Poison theme tributes at 8 p.m. Skylark Social Club as Sunday Fire at 9. Tommy's Pub, Brettway Blues with Cadaver Rush, Linear Notes, and Kevin Marshall at 7 p.m. Last but not least of the day, Smokey Jays is coming in with Johnny Dinosaur at 10. Now let's go over to your Lazy Sunday. World Famous Milestones coming in with a Metal Church Sunday service 4 to 8 p.m. So, Snug's always going to do you good with Bone Snugs and Harmony at 6. Petra's is bringing in Bill Hanna with his jazz sessions at 7.30. Crown Station's bringing in Second Sundays, Afro Soulful Tribal Classic House music starting from 3 and on. Then we got, of course, our boys playing over at the Skylark Social Club, Rad Key with the Villains, aka Something Good for Your Podcasts, with the Menders. Last but not least for the day, Free Range Brewing live tune sessions. Who knows who's going to be up? They never really say. So just go on by, get a drink, and tune in. The last thing I'm going to put up for this session is that if you don't know about Wilma, they're one of the hottest bands coming out of Charlotte at the very end of 2019. And they got a single that's going to drop tomorrow and drop you to your knees. Come check out Alien and All Stream Broadcast brought to you now. Go check your Spotify and go check them out. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Check me out on IG, my WordPress, over on Facebook, or anywhere else. Or come check my Twitch stream, RF20XX underscore CLT. I do a game stream on Mondays, Thursdays, and Sundays. But check y'all later. This has been Johnny. And we're back. Thank you, good sir. <laughs> Johnny came over to... Uh... Chris, or not Christmas party, New Year's Eve party, New Year's Day party. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He's I, been a real big help uh, just kind of in the past few months to a year, you know, just with the community and kind of promoting and doing his stuff with his WordPress and his Instagram and all that oh, good yeah. stuff. He, he's into it. He's at more shows than most anybody I know. Like anywhere. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that's what happens when you're not in a band. 
<laughs> when yeah. you're not in a band, you show up to a lot more shows. At least that's what I found out. It's like when I when uh, feelings weren't playing as lot, I wound up going out to more shows because it's like I want to just go. I need music in my life. But it's like as soon as we started playing more, I got so inundated with promotions and writing music and trying to get everything back out there again and booking shows. And I'm just like, and then being at all these venues on a regular basis. Well, not even just that, but just like the even like as soon as I get off work, I'm right back on the computer doing shit. Yeah. <laughs> so it's You're like also kind of an introvert, though. I, I mean, I Cap and I get out there all the time. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, I'm also doing a lot more graphic work and everything else. No, he's so. def- he definitely is. I'll come on my oh, here and like know. typing on a computer and stuff. <laughs> and uh, the every so often, God. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll be in the middle of like doing something. It's like the computer will be working fine. It'll be working beautifully all night long. And as soon as I'm doing something that's important, I'll like move it. And then it goes and then freezes. And I'm just like, God, motherfucker. I just have to leave it alone for like 15 minutes. And then I come back to it and it finally unfreezes and not glitching anymore. But it's also done what I want it to do. So it's everything is completely good. But it's still just that annoying thing of like, I was on a roll. I was in the zone. (laughs) And you've literally made me have to walk away from this. I'm not happy. Yeah, when you're doing it all yourself, there's definitely those moments where you just have to scream expletives at the at the computer for a while. I was I was doing my own poster creation a little while back, and I just couldn't, for the life of me, figure out how to distress it properly because mm-hmm. number one, I am not a graphic designer, <laughs> and number two, I'm not a graphic oh, hey, designer. Here. Hey, oh, hey, here. there's a thing. <laughs> hey, look, it's a thing. Yep, sure yeah. is a thing. You see that thing? I saw the thing. It's over there. It's a thing. Oh my gosh. So many things. Okay. Oh my goodness. I thought I had more. There you go. There you go. No, man. What I was saying, what I was asking earlier, you were like, can, we, we ordered pizza before the podcast started. Sorry for the interruption. But no, I was like, he was like, can I just send you some money for I the pizza? I, I was like, yeah, that. I was like, I yeah, just, just money for a tip. For, he's like, cool. He asked me two bucks. I'm like, you don't I tip thought I had more. got $2. I thought I was going to add to it. <laughs> nah, you don't mic. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Because I won't sound disgusting at all eating on the mic. <laughs> no, I remember what it was, though. Um, you were talking about just kind of doing everything yourself, which is actually a pretty good segue because one of the last things uh, we discussed uh, on your episode was getting your CDs ready. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. so uh, how, how did that go for you? That was a long night. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> I... if I do remember correctly, you had a uh, show the next week after we recorded that, correct? Mm, it was... At that point, it was two weeks away. Two weeks this away. Came okay, out yeah, yeah. The week before the show. Okay, so. so within two weeks, you needed CDs in hand for a show. Yeah, she got it there. She got, got it in time. Happen. Um, I don't know. I I like how they turned out. I've if I order more, when I order more, I'll probably do some adjustments. Yeah. Um, one thing that I'm learning with uh, printing is whenever you're printing a picture, if it looks good on the screen, increase the light as much as possible because when you print it, it's going to look way dark. That's right. Yep. So. Yeah, and that simply just comes from the uh, backlit of the screen. You're getting a an additional exposure that you just don't get on paper. Yeah. Graphic design tips brought to you by Kelsey and Alex. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you still make hey. some killer flyers, though. Yeah, you do. I, I try. I, I taught myself graphic design through my job job throughout yeah. the years, and I 
taught it to myself in uh, California. I was the first marketing hire for this brewery out there. And we had this graphic designer um, who was fantastic, but she didn't work for us. She was on um, she was on retainer, so every time we sent her something, she would bill us right. her hourly rate. And her hourly, hourly rate was a lot because she's good at what she does and deserves it. Yeah. But um, I didn't feel like I could pay her for like, hey, a simple... You know, one night event poster mm-hmm. thing. I didn't want to have to pay ninety bucks an hour for that. So Jeez. I taught myself how to do uh, some amount of posters, and the beginning ones sucked real hard, but it was better than nothing. And right. now, and then I slowly and slowly got better and learned how to go and find inspiration for different mm-hmm. things. And I'm really good at copying, like graphic design styles. Like right. my last two posters have followed the style of like a hat show print out of Nashville. Yeah. Uh, which is a classic country um, right. motif, but um, it's like the a lot of Charlotte Coliseum flyers. Yeah, you ask you ask me to draw anything, I'm going to fail miserably. I cannot draw <laughs> to save my life. I was going to say that that exact same thing happened with me because, uh, and we actually have similar backgrounds with the whole learning to uh, do graphic design through your job. Um, just as a hobby, I did uh, audio and just kind of photo editing at home. Like I just downloaded programs and was just like, I want to play around with it. You know, just never. Yeah. All I learned how to really do was kind of like erase a background and replace it with something else. That was about the extent of what I learned how to do. And with audio, it was just I, I could work with a linear like line and I could just chop things together. It was no like mixing or anything, mm-hmm. but just like kind of getting my hands in it. <clears throat> but uh once I started working at the job I'm at now, I started doing a lot more photography with it and learning. And they actually had a uh, Photoshop, like professional Photoshop on the uh, computer. So I was like, <gasps> so I started really digging in. So I was like, okay, so now I do this. YouTube tutorials are awesome. Yep. So I hopped on YouTube. I just learned a couple little things that I knew I needed to do for our emails and such. And I just started kind of rolling it from there. And I've just had a lot of fun doing it, honestly. I, I need to probably pick up more projects to justify the fact that I love Photoshop and Illustrator and all that so much that I actually pay for a Creative Cloud really? membership, <laughs> which is a little more money per month than I actually should be spending on this stuff for the amount of work that I'm doing. You totally should. But though. I... I, I love those programs. They're mm-hmm. so good for what I want to do. Oh, yeah. And that's exactly what I wound up doing. I got a version of it on my uh, Mac. But at the at work, they also have Illustrator with, I, with a trackpad. That's actually my favorite one. Well, I don't like it at all. Oh. I don't like Illustrator. Uh-oh. I love Illustrator. I, it, fight, it feels like, fight, fight, fight. <laughs> it feels like the controls on Illustrator are just a little off. It feels like with Photoshop, it's kind of natural. Like everything is kind of just where it needs to be. Yeah. And it kind of, even like the shortcut keys, everything just kind of acts and performs naturally. I think it's just probably what you use most. That's true. What you figure out how to use best. But even then, it's like with Illustrator, you can do actual, that's the drawing. You can do all that. And then we've got the trackpad at work. So I was like, fuck, yeah. I can't even get a fucking circle to fucking do right. I don't understand (laughs) that shit at all. All the one thing I still have struggled with is turning an image into a vector image because you have to f- trace it mm-hmm. and do like the bins and all that shit. I suck at that. But you give me things that are already pre-rendered. Like you give me all the puzzle pieces. Uh-huh. I can create you a beautiful like finished product. But it's like if you ask me, be like, hey, I need this specific circle 
around this logo. I'd be like, sweet, let me find one online and I can crop it and just do it right and make it look good. <laughs> but want, if you ask me to draw a circle in Photoshop, I will fail. <laughs> I once took uh, pictures of all of the brewers at the brewery out in California drinks mm-hmm. and I uh, traced their images and made them all into cartoon characters and that was probably my greatest achievement in graphic design ever. <laughs> oh, that's fun. It was pretty damn cool. But yeah, I the- could make you a cartoon if you wanted me to. Hey, wouldn't use anything. I, yep, I wouldn't do it for free. Well, of course. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck you, pay me. <laughs> it's, it's not like we got. I gave you a free record or anything. Um, <laughs> hey, I sang on that record. I, I don't know what Cap did to make sure that happened. <laughs> Jesus. Well, extra shows? Yes. No. No, Caps get, got paid for everything. I have. <laughs> and that's what I was saying. Maybe it's like, well, if you come sing on this record, I'll do this show for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm professional. I pay everybody for everything. <laughs> Excuse me. Damn. Was that a fucking shot? <laughs> <laughs> nah, it turned out killer. Lord of mercy. <laughs> no, thank so, you for my record. It's purple and pretty. No, yes, it is. No, so from the time you were on last to now, uh, how do you feel uh, going into shows and doing the booking and everything? Because I remember before you were just kind of like, <laughs> oh, you know, it's kind of fun, exciting. I can't wait to kind of, you know, get my hands into it and really, you know. It's been so wonderful. <laughs> Since well, then, you've hit the ground running. You've had shows after shows. and Well, I mean, it's been it's been more difficult than I would have wanted to because about uh, my whole drummer rotation started maybe three weeks after the so, so show tell release. us about that so yeah well it's it is what it is and it happens and about three weeks after the show release um, I'm ready to get into booking and get going and, mm. and like get the band tight and for the most part felt like we had a four piece band that was cohesive and and ready to take on more and more shows. And so literally we were going into the practice in which we were going to talk about, okay, today we're going to learn a whole bunch of covers because we're going to start doing longer shows. We're going to start doing three-hour shows with covers and things. And that practice, uh, we are sitting in the practice space. Yeah, we we pull up and we're setting up and and, everything. And to the drummer's credit, uh, he had called me like earlier in the day and i'd like miss it and i was just like i'm going to i'm gonna see him later it's fine right right or whatever and then um honestly i thought he was calling me about something else because he was like talking to me about some drama in his life and i was like trying to be band mama so i thought (laughs) he might be talking to me about that but anyway i was like i'm gonna see him later i'm busy right now so i'll call him and then i call him back um and I'm like, hey man, you on your way? And he was like, that's what I want to talk to you about. And then he basically quit the band. Yeah, yeah. So just like, um, just like most drummers, they're all in a ton of bands around town, and uh, he he's got two baby bands. So yeah, he had his two other bands that he was wanting to focus on, and and some other stuff going on in his life, and that's how it goes. Yeah, and I was just like, I was bummed for him. Man. I know it. I was, uh, it sort of, it did put a halt on the whole, like, let's run and book and everything, because I'm suddenly like, oh, yep. yay, now I need to find drummers. Yeah. And then the first guy we got in, we got really excited about, and he literally, he just bailed he made after. it to the first practice, which was a little bit discombobulated, and I'll, I'll put that on me. Uh, and then the second well, practice. Well, uh, let, let's pause real quick. What what wound up happening on that? Were you just not sending the set list, getting I songs was ready? A 
it was a lot of miscommunication. And then also had forgotten some equipment that oh, I needed. Okay, I okay. was just like out yeah. of sorts that day. No, dude, trust me. I feel you on it's that. That's good. why I was kind of curious because it's like everyone winds up having like those, oh my God. Oh, this could have went better if I had done this, that, and the other. Mine is usually I wind up getting the songs to the person late or like forget to write out a set list, mm-hmm. <laughs> shit like that. It was stuff along those lines. That's all it was. It was just it was just that. And then like the second practice, literally the second pla- practice, this guy was like. Again, we're setting up I and think, getting into I the practice space. Like, I think it was like 10 minutes. No, it was 15 minutes before practice was supposed to start. I was I get pulling a text into the parking lot from the guy saying, I'm going to be stuck late at work. And I'm like, okay, does that mean you're going to be stuck late and be like 20, 30 minutes late? Or does that mean you cannot come? Yeah. And he was like, uh, probably won't make it. And then I'm like, okay. And this guy was almost like on a, I'm trying out for your brand kind of a yeah, way. Exactly. Like that was sort of where it was at. And so, I I did not contact him again because I felt like hey it's in your corner if you want to make it up to us yeah exactly you call us and you or text us or something and say like hey let's reschedule never did it so I was just like well you're not into it so yeah, here we, we go well and also because that that was a tall tale sign right there it's like he couldn't get his act together enough to you know go do a show I mean uh, to even to even man, right? to even practice. <laughs> What's going to happen when you get a show booked? You know? Exactly. So then yeah. the the odyssey of drummers continued, and and we we got a few people under our belts who are who are good solid choices, but they are all committed to their own bands in a way that like really like wouldn't work because their three bands are doing well. Strong commitments. Yeah. Per drummer. <laughs> so then you finally find a guy. Uh, if we find another guy, and he was nailing things in practice, and then. There was some drinking that happened just before the show started, and he flubbed his way through half of the first hour of that set. Yeah. He forgot whiskey. Like, how do you forget that yeah, song? That, I mean, not, I'm not saying this as a negative, but it's like it is a basic song when it comes to the rhythm and the music parts. Uh-huh. You know, the, 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 would, the shining on that, of course, in all of those songs are your vocals and your lyrics. He, so it's he like, did say that he he couldn't hear me and the monitor that we had was not working for the first half of that set. So I'll at least give him that little okay. like asterisk. But at the same time, he was absolutely hammered for the <laughs> first like 45 minutes of the show. Because they wouldn't let you drink at the country club or anything like that. Mm. <laughs> so he's like, what are we going to be doing for the next two hours? And, we're just, and I'm just like, I got a deck of cars. We can just do that. <laughs> be <That's> lame. <laughs> I, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> Is that what he did? Yeah. Uh, he he left, and so then we came back. He came back on time, though. I mean, not to like just piss on every drummer. It's just like we haven't <laughs> we haven't found the right fit yet. And and there's a they, we have some options on the table. There's actually a guy I need to set a time and try and figure out with you and Brandon to have him play right. with us a little bit. There's one one person who's like interested. So we've got some we've got some good things happening and and i've learned through this process back to the booking conversation yeah. i've learned through this process that book the show you can figure it out you can yeah. find a new bass player to jump sub in you can find a new drummer that sounds familiar if you can be if you can be organized enough to get the set list out get links to the songs put together a song list in spotify send it out to everybody if you can be organized enough to do this and find players who are good enough to just learn their shit, yeah. then generally you don't really need that much practice ahead of time. If it's like an hour set, one practice with good players who have the set list, have the songs, you're gonna probably be fine. And I think especially with like, you know, you're 
your genre and everything, that's a lot easier. But what Cap was even kind of referring to, you know, we, I'm sure you've heard us tell the story about running down to Atlanta with no drummer. I have heard that that nightmare scenario and i and i pray to jesus <laughs> that sweet jewish man that it never sweet. happens to me because it baby sounds yoda. like pure hell well, yeah dear sweet baby yoda <laughs> well 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 i'll, I'll kind of dig into that one a little bit further because it's like so with you especially your music if you had to book a show and it was just you and cap you could still do that three hour gig just you and cap yeah we so, do that Exactly. By the so, way, if anyone wants to book us, yes, yes, we're available. We are an available duo. I mean, you don't listen to the show, but he promotes you all the time. But <laughs> I do listen to the show. I listened to the show a couple of weeks back, and it was an old episode for. And y'all were talking about Superjet, and you were talking about how Cap gets to play <laughs> guitar and not have to be country. And I was like, well, fuck you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's why we've got a hotline. That's why we've got the open door invitation for people to come on in. Yeah, I, I mean, should have called the hotline, but quite frankly, it was a show pretty long ago, and I was catching up. So. <laughs> Be like, by the way, excuse me, dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember back in August when you said this? Like, <laughs> well, no, because the reason I was kind of bringing that up, though, to sidetrack just for a second, was because the back end of that, we were playing in Superjet for ever it took like a year to get this off a of off the ground and he is really wanting to play like rock guitar so it was more or less me kind of talking to him going finally after all this time of us <laughs> working toward it you finally get to play loud rock guitar oh my god those first few practices i was like really six hours for the love yes. of christ yep which leads in actually that's kind of a good segue for this so with you guys i think there's a little bit less stress there if a drummer can't all of a sudden do the show because you're like you know what fine you know uh you may not play guitar on some of them just have a tambourine or you know some little shaker or something you know something to kind of keep a beat you know it's like oh i can still work this out a little bit if i really need a little beat here well quite honestly the duo thing comes along when you've got a when you've got venues and bookers who don't want to pay for a full band that is that is the bigger scenario for duo versus trio versus quad quad. (laughs) for a four piece like you know, I mean, that's not but always the I would say the there's case, still so. that freedom in case you did have even a full band booked or that mm-hmm. was the original plan. All of a sudden, the drummer pulls out with you. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's like with the... Uh, well, He's finding everything today, ain't you? <laughs> well, it's like with uh, the, the songs themselves hold up on their own anyway, so... So with that, I feel there's just a little less stress. With us, when we went to Atlanta and did that, the what wound up happening was we had we were practicing literally all night yeah because even though it's simplistic songs there's still certain stops there's certain little breaks it's like you got to know where the solo is because you may be going to the ride which may go to the cymbal crashes Mm -hmm. which will lead back into the hi-hat so you have to remember that's you know where we're going with this that way we go back into the grooves the right way like i was saying earlier he writes like a drummer on these parts too well because when you listen to a song you're not listening to just one part you kind of have to create an orchestral thing and if if a previous drummer did something and we wrote around that the new guy if he's especially only doing one show with us needs to know where those parts are you know if he if he's yeah. if he's now a new full-time member he's free to change those if he wants to but that's because he's free to change it because he wants to is because he already knows the parts and knows how the song is going to flow so if he thinks all right we're going to go crash then hi-hat then back to you know back whatever it is that's his choice to make but if you don't know 
fucking follow along. <laughs> so, so they got to be ready. So I just, I feel like with us though, there's a little bit more of the reset every time we have to get a new drummer though, because there, there's so much of a unifying thing of having four people having to play this sort of music together where exactly what cap said you guys a song stand on your own as a two-piece the more you add to it just gives it more it just enhances the songs mm-hmm. but you strip away everything you've still got fantastic music there so i just i feel there's a lot more freedom in being able to just get up and go and not have to have too much of a layover period true whereas with us it's like oh it's shit, a band. we're without a drummer <laughs> we're gonna have to take about a month and a half to get our set list back together and try out people yeah, I mean, I guess there's a there's a good amount of help in the uh, in the genre choice as well uh, with the drummers because we'll be like, oh, this is you know this is a two step, this is country shuffle, this is a yeah. this right. is Johnny Four Cash style, this exactly. is you know this is you know play this like play play fulsome ish and you'll get it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, cha 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 and stuff like that too. Yeah, there's all that stuff, so it is easier for people to pick up the stuff um, some of the time. And Brandon actually really helps with that when we're when we're picking up a new drummer. Brandon, our our bass player, Brandon Henry, fantastic guy, but he he's the one that really has he's I think like, the ear for what the rhythm section as a whole should be doing. Right. And so when he's around, he's the best at bringing the drummer up to speed. He's of the like, drummer whisperer. This is what you're doing. <laughs> the drummer whisperer. <laughs> yeah, he's he's my drummer whisperer. We had the we had one practice where we kind of struggled with a few songs with the drummer because Brandon was all sick and I was like, Aww. oh, I miss him. It? Oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. Yeah, I think it'll be just fine. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I guess uh, when I write, try to write original music or anything like that, I don't have I don't hear the drums in my head at all. I don't know you why. Don't. I don't really. No, a lot of times I actually start with a drum beat kind of in my head. Like I'll kind of hear like some sort of rhythm in my head that I like Mm -hmm. and I'll start trying to hear, okay, well, what riff could I put on top of a beat like this kind of thing? So it's almost Mm -hmm. like I program my own mental drum machine and then go from there never written like that i mean i think we talked about this last time no mine mine is all lyric and melody and then build it from there lyric is usually the last thing that happens for me like the other day actually i just had a vibe in my head and i was just kind of putting out lord of mercy (laughs) (laughs) no that's a thing that's a thing (laughs) that that was a deep that was a reach though (laughs) vibe can't say vibe now okay (laughs) (laughs) no i no i wasn't trying to be dirty like most of the time giggle it was just like i it was was honestly like a i've never Think she's ever calling you a approached hippie. a song like that i think i got probably that's the closest like jab i'm going for <laughs> like call, you goddamn hippie what's a vibe <laughs> <laughs> you harsh and mellow man <laughs> no but i totally like get how the, much pot do you smoke that day just gonna, gonna, well that's that's a thing though i'm where, kidding i'm kidding i whatever. get it no i wasn't i wasn't making fun as much I was as gonna more say, now you're gonna get cap going <laughs> i wasn't thinking making fun as much as i was just like i literally never like a really a song like that too much or in the concept of vibe there's always like a there's a story or a concept or or an idea and it's not just like i want to have this vibe like i've never approached a song that way i think with the individual parts and i want to like which is makes it interesting like drummers will have that every now and then we'll like tell a drummer like just kind of like a disco vibe or something like that and they'll get into it and uh figure it out from there yeah 
I think I'd, I'd like to learn how to do that a little bit more and just be like, I want to make a song with like this vibe. And I, I think I've, but no, it's always, it's always story or concept first for me. And you don't have that approach with like lyric writing or anything like that. You like when you're pulling from, um, say John Prine or like whoever you're listening to anything like that as far as like styles or just moods or anything like that yeah i mean i guess i'll start with a mood gotcha maybe so that's and how that's different from vibe I mean, you can make fun of me for this like <laughs> distinction but like yeah no I, like styles or yeah but I, I, artists I put that it, i'm emulating I, I, I could start there i mean that's that's kind of what I, I would say that's pretty similar. Like, for instance, I mean, with our last record, well, our last record, the new one, um, fillins.com slash store, buy now. Uh, th- I think that's the reason why there's so many different kind of elements to it is because that's when we kind of started the songwriting of let's catch a vibe. Mm-hmm. So like the first song, Mikey wanted to catch kind of like a funk vibe. So it's like, you know, kind of like a rock funk kind of thing. So we just started kind of thinking in that mind frame of, you know, where it would be a cool little funk rock riff. And that's where the intro came in. And then like the second song, um, Long Way to Go, which will be the new single. Um, probably Actually, I think it's out by the time this episode comes it might, out. It might be. It'll, it'll probably be the end track on this anyway. But, yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> got, got to do the promo machine. Uh-huh. Uh, but um, uh, with that, though, we really kind of were going, you know, okay, well, I want it maybe, maybe like a choppy kind of thing where it's like a lot of, you know, the pop, pop, you know, something that just kind of punches you. Mm-hmm. And, and when then, that was coming together, I was thinking like, that part's Ramon's vibe. That part's uh, the Kiss uh, the kiss riff. Mm-hmm. That part is like this, this, and this. Yeah, exactly. And then like with dramatic, we wanted something that we hadn't really done before. Have something that's a little bit more flowy that had a lot more layers to it. You know, so we threw a capo on that bitch and, you know, got that, got, got the 12 string you got cap, <laughs> put that on there and just kind of layered part of it up. And that comes from like what you're listening to throughout the week. Like I wrote the chord structure on that one just after listening to a lot of like Nick Anderson stuff. And it's funny because you heard, you were thinking Nick Anderson when you wrote that, when you showed it to me, I thought Paul Stanley. So it's like, we kind of meshed the two together and created something that was totally different, but we were emulating the vibes that we heard Mm -hmm. by the time we mashed them together, it created its own thing. Yep. And that's happened. And that's happened with all of us. Like, especially with like arrangements and stuff like that. I definitely pulled from uh, other examples of like, Ooh, what would uh, say unknown Henson do with a guitar part on this and things like that. Oh yeah, there there are elements where like I have a song in my head and, and you'll send me a guitar part and I'm like, where did this come from? <laughs> what are you doing? Just gotta reach for all of them. I'm a guitar player. I'm able to have uh, choices. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I say, oh cool, and then sometimes I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, tracking a solo is like a whole thing too, where I gotta like, I hate to use the phrase "dumb it down" half the time, but that is what happens normally towards the end of it well i mean we kind of have to sell the same thing to mikey yeah. i mean i've literally had to tell him i'm like that's a perfect solo i said but in this little section here i said cut down like half of the amount of movement i said really accent let's say this note this note this note really accent those cut down on so much mm-hmm. and and he'll do it and all of a sudden it's a lot punchier and it's a lot more and almost feels stronger than if he had went you know just played all these different notes hey to go back to the beginning of this whole podcast yes. don't you like when you get to loop all the way back yeah that's almost like we're talking when we're talking about talking fewer words and slower it's a lot punchier exactly hey, hey. this has been something good for you the shortest <laughs> episode 38 minutes long if you gotta if you want to follow us no. oh man but no it's, it's very true though is 
And maybe it's just from the genre of music that we all play here, you know, whether it be country or, you know, classic rock and roll and maybe not like metal where, you know, the more is the better, you know, maybe it just kind of comes from the kind of style we play, but I think we've just kind of slowly found that out, just kind of writing music that less is more sometimes. And that comes with like any lead instrument too. Like uh, there's one track off of uh, Kelsey's record called Glass Slipper where I brought out a uh, little lap steel on it mm-hmm. and tried to figure out a whole part for like the entire song. And the only thing we kept were like one little parts where I just slide in on like two notes. <laughs> <laughs> but that part makes a song. Exactly. So, oh, I was not there that day, but I kind of wish I had. We been. spent a lot of time with that. We're it like, was just none you of this and is Steve just like fucking around with the pedal steel and like doing it, and then like like over like your verses or anything like that. Yeah. Think about that with your verses on top of it. It wouldn't be good. Oh, I would have vetoed for sure. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> we did. Well, we did for you. No, there's there's too much sass. You got to hear the words in that song. And part of the fun too is figuring out what you can put on it and what you doesn't need to go on either. We, I, I think we may have kind of touched on this the last episode, but we, you've kind of we've nudged it a few times in this. So I'm kind of curious, how do you run the songwriting? Because because it feels like there's a lot of when we've, I feel like we're a little similar. I hear a, a lot of I would have vetoed that. <laughs> I, would, I would have said no. I would have said we're going in this direction. How, how do you conduct your songwriting for the band? Uh, it normally starts with with an my, iron fist. Well, <laughs> it's, it's fairly rare right that I'll come ass. with a half written song right. to anybody. It will be a fully written song with several verses and a bridge and the chorus like all of that is nailed out the idea the concept the melody will be there for the song yeah so that's normally how we start and then that part um i'll normally start with cap and share that kind of with him Mm -hmm. uh whether it be me playing some simple melody or just singing the melody in my head yeah and like sending that over to him in a voice memo and he'll come up with some ideas and sometimes he's got some great ideas that are just like off the wall in terms of what the guitar parts can do and it right. it will adjust the song and its vibe if you will <laughs> vibe see there and you let, go let me just adopt this like idea <laughs> uh, and then from there once we have the kind of gu- basic guitar basic melody basic structure of like start with this first go to chorus this first chorus you know exactly where we want it to be and where the breaks are where the solos are and all of that then we'll take it to the rhythm section, Brandon and whoever's drumming. Whoever's drumming. Uh, honestly, haven't written a rhythm section part with anybody other than DJ at this point, but uh, it'll be fun. So, oh, no. so, what, so what would happen if Cap conspired with the rest of the band, wrote an entire song, and went, "Hey, Kelsey, we got a new song for you." <laughs> I I would. <laughs> what if we just had like the piece of music <laughs> no the entire song lyrics everything oh then no I probably wouldn't wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> alright what if it was just the music but fully arranged and was like put lyrics on top of this I'd think of it as a fun challenge okay good to um, know honestly <laughs> so long as it was like genre um the handyman tour 2020 well, so long as it like fit in the genre so long as you weren't bringing me some like bring a sabbath riff it's like here write lyrics to this yeah like if you're bringing me something that fits within the whole like new school old school country vibe 
and those are like, two different schools. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the fact that people now are starting to go back to the older school of country and bringing it back and making it slightly more modern, but right. not making it bro country. Like it's, the, it's Sturgill the people Simpson, who aren't Sturgill Simpsons using, of the world. There are people who aren't using drum machines or something or rapping in <laughs> modern country. So, so like, you're not going to let Cap rap on this next record? Dang it. For God's sake. <laughs> With all the fucking Man, rap I got you so much. To. I spit so much hot fire. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just now like picturing Cap rapping. It's like possibly the funniest thing I've ever thought about. I'll put on a Wu-Tang song. He'll, he'll bust on it. I will in. say, mm-hmm. protect your neck. I'll... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, oh my God. I, I feel a new playlist coming on the next road trip also I, also by the I way i'm the singer playlist. on on most of the records and, and nobody wants to hear me rap ever <laughs> like ever have you tried no well, that's really. a lie <laughs> <laughs> you've definitely you've definitely rapped at karaoke clubs oh please no i have not what song Why are you lying was to my it? face? Was I haven't seen it, but I know she's done it. Oh Jesus! She's just lying to me. I'm not lying. I'm not a liar. So, <laughs> so, so, so I'm sorry. This this is something good for you, podcasting. You know how we are, so I have to I have to touch on this. Karaoke, really? I yeah, I'll do that karaoke. is like the most basic white girl thing ever to do. Oh please! <laughs> Come on. Hey girls, you want to go get some white claw and go do karaoke? <laughs> <laughs> She'll get up there and just like, but the thing is like, she's the one that everybody's just like, holy shit, she's nailing that Mariah <laughs> oh, song. <laughs> so, so is it just the thing, if you go up there, be like, I'll show these bitches. Pretty much. <laughs> That's what I see. <laughs> no, some of my favorite shit to do in karaoke is just like pulling out some old throwback uh, song that people all love. But like, like they, man. But it's not the same song you hear every single time. I. Like one of my favorite songs to do is uh, "Midnight Train to Georgia," Gladys Knight and the Pips, and like you get you get these like old ladies in the karaoke. They're like, "Bitch, yeah!" You're still get entertainer to mode too. Yeah, I've done "Proud Mary," Tina Turner y'all, a few times, and people are like, "Fuck yeah, girl!" Y- you ought to get up there and do something like the Unforgiven. <laughs> Just really bring the room down. <laughs> well, it's slow. You do have the voice for it. So I'll say, just bust it out with some Metallica. And I'm just picturing, Kel- I'm just picturing Kelsey singing voice, doing, New Blood joins his hair. <laughs> well, no, she wouldn't put the affliction on it. It'd be her voice, but it'd be like, you know, her key and everything. That'd be interesting. No, I don't really do it that often. It's mostly like a big group going out type of a thing. But it's, like, it's like if we're in the neighborhood it's or something. It's only when it's like a that. gaggle of white girls. I want white girl by myself. That is <laughs> I'll okay, gaggle. Like, I am a white girl, but come on. We've, we've gaggled. Come on, what did we pass by when we were putting up flyers this afternoon? We've gaggled plenty of times over there. Also, I'm, I'm not I'm not a very good white girl in that I don't have my like band of bitches that like <laughs> hang out with me. I'm, I, I, I have far too you many guy girl, friends. You don't have your girl gang? I don't. I mean, I, had one, so I went to an all-girls well, school, girls so like bitches. all my high school friends and most of my college ones are girls, but like... These days, most of the people I know, most of the people I know in town are, are guys. Yeah. And that's because all I do is music. And most of the people I know in town are guys for music. And that's that's actually kind of weird and hard. I feel like I should be meeting more female musicians. And I haven't and actually, if you want to talk about this at all, yeah. there is a new, uh, I just got invited to like a new group for like female musicians in Charlotte. And it's talking about getting together and like getting on bills together and doing that kind of thing and and learning from each other and and 
possibly playing together. And I even have a show coming up, and this is completely separate, where I'm going to be playing with this all-female band that's coming together for this one show. Uh, it's me and a girl named Pam Taylor, and we are two female songwriters fronting an all-female band that is opening for an all-female dead band. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like girl power. Yeah. Yeah. Ninth hippie, degree. Hippie girl power. Full hippie of all, girl power. Full of all the vibes. All and the vibes and I, I, all the things. You know what? I, I bet you that they like the vibes of, you know, when they try to figure out songwriting. <laughs> they, they really focus on the vibe of the song. <laughs> you know, I'm not super familiar with this group. They're called Brown Eyed Women, and apparently they're all, like, phenomenal players. Awesome. And I And I know they're... I think their shtick is being a Grateful Dead cover band. So right. they're, like, doing tribute stuff. They probably have their own material as well, but... I think most of it is being a dead band, which yeah. I think dead fans are happy They're with. Stoked about. There's a Iron, <laughs> there's an all female Iron Maiden tribute band that plays like really big rooms because they are the one all female Iron Maiden tribute band. Or there's at least a, they were the first. There's an all female ACDC tribute too. They're pretty good. I've seen them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I so all coming back. Most of my friends are guys, and hopefully in the next year. I'll make some more lady friends here in town. Maybe I'll get my gaggle of... of get, get your, gaggle, your gaggle of girl gang. My girl gang you, gaggle of basic you, bitches. You, Except high, not basic at all. Badass. How about say, we go badass? Okay? What's, say, the high never, women, what's the high women version of basic bitches? Yes. <laughs> no, I no. love them. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I, all I said was that karaoke was a white girl basic thing to do. I just referred to a gaggle of white girls. I wasn't saying that your gaggle would be basic. Yeah, I said I know. the act of karaoke. Valid. Fine. So that's a, that's I, a, I was in no way saying that you saw right there, though. Basic. You are far from basic. You but should write also, a song about Bachelorette's uh, gaggles in Nashville, there though. There you go. <laughs> also, here's this other another element about karaoke. It's like, let people like things. Hey, Just they can let like... people like shit. And you know what? If there's folks that have fun, what? whether they're basic white bitches or not. Hey, you just know what? let people like shit. I never said they couldn't like it. If they want to like their basic shit, that's totally on them. I'm just saying it's basic. Kelsey you, you, bringing you, the heat. You go love that stereotypical, basic, <laughs> vanilla thing. You enjoy it with all your on heart. Show. <laughs> you enjoy it with all your heart. That's fine. I'm not saying to not enjoy it. Yeah, that's fine. That's I never said once to not enjoy it. <laughs> you just judged real hard. <laughs> hey, I, I can judge all I want. You had you enjoy yourself though. My best friend, uh, one of my best friends in Knoxville. No, and pause real up. quick. The reason I say that though is because I know. No, the reason being is Uh-oh. like. <laughs> Uh-oh. No, I know that. A lot of the shit I like, no one likes. Kiss, come on. There is so much ammo with that band. Make fun of it all day. I don't care. I'll do 80s so, Kiss at karaoke. <laughs> I've seen it. It's fabulous. <laughs> so no, that, I kind of come from that side point. It's like I can dish it out as much as I can take it. You can make fun of my favorite band. There's plenty to make fun of there. You know. So it's like, yeah, karaoke is a basic white girl thing to do. <laughs> There's a lot of music I and put. And my favorite band dresses up like clowns, okay? It's an even playing field. There's a lot of music I put on where Kelsey's just like, sound, that's neat. <laughs> Sounds great. But see, here's the thing, Let though. me light my stuff. <laughs> but see, this is what happens, though. So if this exchange happens on Facebook, okay? 
You can't see inflection. You can't see tone. I mean, you can't any of that. You can't see the look on their face. You can't see them smiling and laughing with you and being like, come on, I'm just poking fun at it. Because again, enjoy what you enjoy. I yeah. frankly don't give a shit at the end of the day. But you see that on Facebook and they're just like, oh my God. It's a fucking asshole. And then people want to jump on that. And that's, that's how a lot of different communication even just kind of gets going on that. And that's how people want to quickly just be like, fuck that. Or, you know, turn something into any sort of argument. I'll be scrolling some little basic little status. All of a sudden it's like fucking 56 comments. I'm like, what how the dare fuck you happened not here? like this band? Yes. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. I, there are multiple ways to read the status and you chose to read it the wrong way. <laughs> oh my God. That's like, why I just don't post. I don't a, get that shit anymore. There's a whole podcast series. Uh, I forget who does it, but it's called your favorite band sucks. And it's a whole debate show on like everybody like oh, yeah. the Beatles, the stones tool, like, and misfits metallica mm -hmm. yeah and they'll just any band they'll just find like any bad aspect of it and they'll just be like uh, uh and it'll be like their favorite bands too right but it's like they still have to find you know why does this band suck why does every band suck well this one does because this <laughs> and objectively you can make an argument about anybody regarding that totally I might be somewhat of a little bit of pussy when it comes to like not wanting to get into any like online issues with people, but I, I have a basic, I don't post a lot like outside of doing my whole right. music thing. I don't post a lot. And I think because the, the limit that I have or the level of like not posting is sort of, I'll go into the, about to post something that might be slightly controversial or I might even have it written out. Like I'm going to share an opinion. And then I think about how likely am I going to end up just going like, <laughs> and about a half hour after this. And, and then if I go highly likely, I'm going to be like, no. And if I go kind of likely, I'm going to be like, probably not. <laughs> all, it, all it took was one time for me where it's like, I, I made like a quote unquote controversial take on like something that was going on in the news or whatever. Mm. And then like everybody was arguing in each with each other in my text. Yeah, it wound up not even being about your thing. Nobody was so, mad at me, so, but someone else commented something and then that started the shit storm. And I'm, and I'm sitting here like Job at that one uh, Arrest Development episode where it's just like, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> like, there was one today, actually, and it's the stupidest thing in the world. It was like I was about to comment on my friend had shared this, like, recipe or something about a meatball stub, but instead of uh, instead of bread, they're using bell peppers. And I'm like, that looks like the fastest way to burn the roof of your mouth. And also, <laughs> peppers aren't bread, for goddamn yeah. sake. They're just not. Like, trying to make... Stop trying to make peppers bread karen is sort of how i was feeling that and i was about to post it and then i was just like so do there I are want, basic do white I girl wanna, things that annoy you do i want to get into this right do i want to get into this no so instead of writing stop trying to make peppers bread karen i just like left it be and now i'm venting on the podcast but, <laughs> that's what it's there for yeah and that much healthier now karen doesn't have to hear about it but can you imagine think about this sandwich it's filled with hot meatballs and melted cheese and you've got a pepper oh. and you're gonna bite into it you're gonna burn the roof of your freaking mouth and then it's all gonna slide so, so out if you and never, go down your shirt so if you and it's a terrible idea and i think it's dumb so you've never had a stuffed pepper 
I have it. This was like a cut in half pepper. It didn't have a bottom to hold the stuff in. It had like the peppers were the sandwich bread and oh. it was stupid and it was going see, to get see, all over see, you. See, the way you were explaining it, I thought they like carved out the middle, put a meatball in it, put cheese on top. No, they were trying too. to make it the bread and it, it just didn't even look good. So they were just like flat discs of bell pepper that looked like buns. Yeah, wow. kind of. And then wow. like, there was like melted cheese and it kind of looked like they'd cooked the peppers and shit and I'm like, you're going to burn your fucking mouth on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm just sitting here going, I was like, that's a little odd. It's just like you're a just new taking way of... low carb a little bit far, guys. Yeah, really. See, I think the whole wrapping a burger in uh, lettuce is fine, though. Like the big piece of iceberg re- lettuce. Like I don't get mad at that. I feel like that's okay if that's where you want to be. Okay, <laughs> that's not going to burn your fucking mouth, though. No, it's 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 not structurally unsound. You've got like the lettuce. <laughs> that's will the part Cat's really worried about. He's like, that won't burn your mouth. No, <laughs> <laughs> don't think about it's it. Pretty hot peppered gonna burn your mouth you're gonna oh, yeah. have, all have that, that water thing content. where all the skin on the top of your mouth just like peels off isn't that the I worst that. i hate that i really do it's yeah. like, like why I, would you do that like just to hurry it along because you know when it's like halfway through and you're just running your tongue across it and you're like god i wish it would just finish like peeling off i'll uh-huh. get like a napkin yeah. and rub it just so i can just be like let's get this shit out or can you even imagine like it. trying to hold the insides of that sandwich in while you're trying to like dig your teeth through Dude, the skin right? of the pepper like it's there's so many things wrong with this recipe and yet here's going back to what we were talking about i did not post that little comment because i did not want to get into a fight with Are the low happy? carbers at the beginning of january i'm like i was like kelsey let people like what you like that's dumb <laughs> That's See, but so here's the, here's the difference though. If you had commented on there going, quit trying to you know make everything low carb, Karen, then yeah, you're telling people to not enjoy it. Yep. But if you comment and you're like, that's the stupidest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> you're not telling them to not enjoy it or telling them to stop. I you're think- just going. This is stupid as shit. <laughs> Nobody asked for my opinion, but this is my opinion. Uh-huh. That's fucking stupid. You can enjoy it. You can enjoy this stupid thing if you want to. <laughs> I, I was like in my head, I was being Regina, Regina George, and I was like, try, try, "Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's never going to happen. Stop trying to make peppers bread. It's never going to happen." <laughs> so, right, so Regina. So so what? So how about this one? Uh, I'll, I'll replace the main thing. So veggie burger mm-hmm. between a donut. Because that's a popular fair food is the cheeseburgers between donuts. Cheeseburgers between donuts. Mm-hmm. Full toppings, except for like, you know, uh, ketchup and mustard and shit. But like meat, cheese, lettuce, tomato. I got mine without onion because I think that'd just be a little too weird. But no, I don't like onion to begin with. So no onion. But then I, like a, I don't, I don't hate it. I mean, if it would like, I just would not want the veggie burger to be like some normal like it'd be old, the one you pick like if it was like an impossible burger where it's actually yeah. trying to taste like a burger and i'm like fine cool let let vegetarians and get in on this like really well, horribly bad idea that was a okay. hypothetical they hadn't made that but i was saying like the idea of a burger with crisp like a crispy cream donut or like donuts what was the idea of that i i me i I wouldn't because, eat it. Because, see, I knew I'd throw it at you and be like, well, I don't eat meat, so I wouldn't eat that. So, no, no. <laughs> so I was just I like, was like, I'll replace I was like the- conceptually thinking like, if it was like a, like actual like quinoa something, I no, was like, that I was just trying to get ahead. No, I was just trying to get ahead of the ball and uh, just being okay. like, okay, a, a, a version of it that she would eat. <laughs> First thing I think of like, with just odd carnival food is like deep fried Oreos and stuff like that. 
I just I'm a I'm a fairly healthy eater in the first place. So and when I so when I eat that kind of shit, I feel like absolute <laughs> utter garbage. So like I guess I'm 33 years old and I don't need that in my life. So I don't do, do it. Do you need it? But do you but want it? Not even really. Why do you think I don't well, keep cookies in the house? Well, one of the things that also is if I have a burger, if I'm thinking about a burger, I like that kind of crispy butter toasted bun oh, yeah. thing and it's like stuck structurally sound and it's got some heft to it and you feel like it's good in your hand i feel like the Krispy cream donut is too soft mm-hmm. like you don't get that nice little crunch thing aspect yeah, to that. it and also i like burgers with like i feel like it doesn't work if you're gonna add like the lettuce tomato onion you know mustard mayo ketchup shit right. it's like it's like cheese burger sugar bomb <laughs> and i'm like that's not how i like a burger anyway so, it's gonna taste really weird against the vegetables. I, I just thought it was pretty cool because it, because a lot of people were just like, "Ew, why would you combine the two? It's like, oh, you don't put sweet barbecue sauce on ribs. So, so you're mean to tell me you don't do any sort of meat with sweet? Wait, I don't know. Give me a donut That's hole a, with like a mini bite sized version, and I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna give this a shot. So, so what, what's your weight like on the that flavor cap? combo? I'm sorry, you're comparing like sauce, like barbecue sauce on ribs to like donuts on a burger. That's sweet like sweet with meat. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I guess to an extent, <laughs> but like, I mean, compared to a donut, though, and the texture of it, that's what gets me is like the texture of it plus the uh, amount of sweetness and, and the taste. Profiles. Hey, I'll, I'll fight on Cap's side here, too. Barbecue sauce is sweet. Granted, it has sugar in it, but it also has like chili powder and mustard right. and all sorts okay. of savory flavors as well. What, would you put ketchup as sweet? Yeah, but it also has savory flavors made from tomato. Come on. Right. And the yeasty donut bun would probably be a little savory. Yeah, I just don't think the vinegariness of little... the ketchup and mustard would work. Well, no, that's why I was saying yeah. there was no ketchup or mustard. It was the meat patty, cheese, lettuce, and tomato, yeah. and then the... Tomato with... sounds weird with the donut, by the way. Yeah. Like, and the lettuce. But with, like, sauce. I feel like... like to make that work conceptually, you need it to be, like, meat, cheese, maybe onion, and donut. See, it came with onion, but I asked without it, because I felt like the spiciness of that, because it was just those white basic onions and it's like you could smell them and feel them from a mile away and i was like no i I don't want that spicy onion on there yeah i I don't know i'd eat it i I just probably would eat a bite and just be like well that's enough for my life you know honestly i I just don't think down like the inner fat boy i am i love it i don't think i'd like it very much i think it would be like too squishy I think yeah, it'd be too squishy. The, the, too the squishy. Tex- yeah, that's kind of where I'm coming from with the texture of it. Because like, with, at least with barbecue sauce, it's a liquid. If you put a donut on a burger, it's like a whole solid bit of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> Donuts are squishy. That's like part of their appeal. They're squishy, and uh-huh. I don't want them to be the like structural base of my burger unnecessarily. I guess I'm the only one that eats squishy buns. <laughs> you gonna laugh at that one, Kelsey? <laughs> That's what that entire conversation about donut what burgers. What you do in your for. own bedroom is totally your business. Hey, don't kink shame me. <laughs> I am not. I'm just saying it's your business. So it's like you ain't hurting anybody. Do what you want. <laughs> so what? What would your musician New Year's resolution be this year? Oh, geez. Because um, you got your album out. I have my album out. Um, I have a, I have a plan to release a, um, a video this year, kind of hopefully early in the year, of a song that we do a lot of um, that I think people will recognize. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. And then, so we're looking at doing a video of that. And then really it's, it's about booking and getting as many 
people to hear our stuff as possible. So and a full time drummer. A full time drummer would be great. But yeah, yeah I, I would love to get um, you know a good amount of shows per month under our belt. Yeah. Uh, I would love to make sure I'm doing a originally focused show once every month, every month and a half this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. I have some plans to play in Virginia. It would be cool to do a couple more things like that. Um, so those are the basic things around. I um, And, you know, start playing out some of the new original stuff that I have. Not that I'm planning to record it this year, but, you know, getting those songs ready, getting them kind of worked through would be a really cool thing to do. And also just write more. Yeah. I want to write more. That is the biggest thing. Because, you know, we've got, we've got the 10 track album out and we've got a handful of songs that I feel are ready to be moving forward. But yeah. I just want a bunch of songs to play. Oh, no, I totally get that. That are mine. That's where I feel like we're all kind of in the same boat right now. We're just now getting our creative juices flowing again after Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, because even before uh, we all went out flying earlier, we just pulled out guitars, one still sitting on the couch, <laughs> and, and just was kind of working over just some stuff that we just kind of have floating in our heads. And he came up with a couple other ones. He helped me refine one I'd already been working on. So it just kind of feels like everyone's kind of getting back up on that riding horse. Yeah, I've been meaning to do it over the holidays, honestly, and I've been kind of kicking myself for not because you're like, because you have so much time, why aren't you taking it to write? And I, was talking to I a, don't know why. I think my brain just needed to turn off. Sometimes, yeah. I was talking to a guy uh, around uh, Christmas time or whatever going like, man, I just feel like a creative funk right now. And he's just like, this is the worst time of year for musicians. Just because like Christmas and uh, the holidays and doing what you need to do around the holidays is what's on everybody's mind. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and plus, it's just even though it's supposed to be, you know, a happy holly jolly time. I mean, when it gets this cold and dark so quick, you know, if, if you're sensitive to that sort of stuff and most musicians are because, you know, we feel weird and are creatives and kind of look at things in odd way anyway. So it's like. I'm not going to speak for everyone at the table, but like for me personally, I get severely depressed during the winter seasons because it's cold, it's dark. I've, even though I'm not an outside kind of person, I still feed off the sunlight because it does naturally make you feel better. Mm-hmm. So just the little bit of time that I would be outside does make that difference. So even like today, that's why I feel like I'm in a little bit of a better mood because it wasn't as cloudy today. It was nice and sunny. It was a little warm for a little bit before, you know, later in the day it got chilly. I'm absolutely yeah. right there with you. Yesterday, I was like a total waste of space. Yeah. <laughs> and then today, I was like, I feel like I can do some things that mm-hmm. are productive. So I like, I sat down and I have these three whiteboards, which is like a brilliant thing to do if you ever want to be a creative and like plan shit out. Mm-hmm. Whiteboards are so cool. I've got a whole uh-huh. wall of them. So I did that for this video project I want to put together and video and recording project I want to put together this year and really mapped out like, hey, this is what we want. This is where we're starting. Yeah. This is what's next. Each step, these are the things that we need to look into doing. And I can't wait to see that. And sometimes for me, I'll show you pictures. Cool. <laughs> and sometimes for me, it winds up turning into a situation where I have so much to do that I don't know where to start with any of it. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it's like, I can easily go, I've got, like, there, there's this big event uh, the Rim is going to be putting on later in the year. So it's like, I've got 
logos to make for that. I've got research for flyers to make because it's like it's gonna be like this really big festival thing. So just trying to get like all of that together, but at the same time we've got our video promos that are going out. I work uh-huh. for a third party company that I make promotions and videos for that, you know, he's gonna be sending me new stuff. And, and then we've got our own flyers like, to make. And we're booking shows mm-hmm. and, and we then all have full time jobs. And then full time jobs on but top of before that. our full time jobs. <laughs> yeah. So so then it's like I'll come home and I go, all right, I need to edit the podcast. I still got super jet video to finish. Uh, t- uh, this guy needs his video done before the end of the week, but okay. So it's going to, uh, fuck. I'm hungry though. <laughs> I, okay. I'm going to eat first. <laughs> and then it just slowly turns into a, I don't even know where to fucking start with any of it. It's like, I'll mess with some of it a little bit. And it's like, uh, it's not turning out the way I want it to. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll go to the flyer. Ah, uh, Fuck. I don't even know what to make the fucking background be. That's basic. Oh, I can't put anything on top of that. It doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. Fuck. All right. I mean, this isn't the thing for me tonight. All right. I'll, I'll work with the podcast. All right. Fuck. That's doing that. And it's going to have to sit here and do this for the next 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> it's not one thing. It's something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then other people are messaging me, hey, can we do this show, this, that, and the other? And I'm like, oh, that means I have to message the, everyone in the band and no one's going to get <laughs> back to me. And then I don't even know what days we fully have booked because uh... it's getting it's getting better, though. <laughs> it is. And it is. And like I said, days like today, you know, kind of pop me back in the gear where I'm like, all right, let's fucking print out some flyers. Let's get this shit up. And I finished editing some videos last night because I finally felt awake after it finished raining. <laughs> That's the thing, too. The weather does not help creative out at all, either. No. Mm, January is going to be so fun in that regard. We got yeah. shows, though. We do have shows. We got plenty of shows. Actually, we have... Uh, we got one. When this, this comes out, uh, we will have one tonight. Yep. Hey, look at that. Look at that. Hey. Show promo today. right in. Where at? Yeah, Petra's. Petra's in Plaza Midwood, Charlotte, North Carolina. That's right. We will be playing a show with a girl out of Chapel Hill named Sissy Brown, who's yep. a hey, great singer-songwriter. Uh, so she'll be doing a solo set, followed by David Taylor and the Tall Boys taking the stage, and then it will be us with, we did pull together a six-piece six band. band. Hey, hey! Hell yeah! So we haven't had like that large of a band together since the album release so this will be right. a really original focused show yeah. um focusing full, on full the honky tonk arrangement <laughs> full honky tonk rela- arrangement focusing on the songs from the album we'll, we'll play through the whole album uh on the set list so it's nice. definitely if you want to get to know who i am as an artist this mm-hmm. is the show to go to literally don't have another one on the books like this in charlotte for foreseeable all, future actually for the foreseeable future <laughs> right now i've got i've got a couple of original shows uh, out of town in february and then we've got a couple things on the books in march but not yep. another like original focus show for right. a while and yeah. just like uh, cap's gonna be busy as fuck in march i can't wait because <laughs> uh what y'all wind up doing like even weekday shows sometimes yeah mm-hmm. i think we got one this uh the type we're t- the time we're taping uh upcoming wednesday don't we thomas street uh yeah 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 we've got a we've got a feature uh set at Thomas Street so it'll be two days before the Petra show you so this will already just, happen on the mic you'll here. get a, you'll get a little teaser of what we do at Thomas Street because that's a really fantastic open mic I really like supporting those guys and yeah. and doing the feature slots for them um, it's kind of like the spot where like a lot of it's kind of the spot where like a lot of the uh, 
local singers come to hang out to on Wednesdays. Oh, yeah. It's a good crowd. If there's any musicians listening and live in Charlotte and want to check out a really cool open mic, that's a great one on Wednesdays. And the great thing about it is if you need drums and bass, but you can't always get your team out there, they have a full back line available. And they have house like band members that can help back you up on your stuff. Oh, wow. So it really is helpful for all sorts of genres of music. It's not just it's not like your typical open mic where it's like a guy with guitar sings sad songs for a little while. And then there's like the the feature act that kind of has like I wants to get an extra push and stuff like that because they'll all have like uh, you know their camera crew and stuff like that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a good one. And then what shows? What any other shows you guys got coming up? You oh yeah you got one we were flying today. Uh huh. Well, well I was focusing on y'all's real quick though. We talk about ours every episode. Um, I can't think <laughs> of another one. In... That's about it. Other than uh, just uh, well, I mean, don't talk got... about just local. You realize we're an international podcast. I know, but beyond that, we don't really have a. Uh, we don't really have like I like to pump the original shows. We got a few like gigs. Yeah. Right. Whereas like where we're gonna be playing like original songs, but we're also gonna be playing covers of stuff that people know. But um the shows that matter are the ones where you really get to understand who we are as a band as right. You know. So so I'll ask this kind of maybe to not necessarily round it out, but to kind of maybe lead it somewhere, which is what's the difference between Kelsey Ryan and Kelsey Ryan and the Handyman? Because I've, <laughs> I've seen both of those flyers recently. I, I was under the impression that just the new name of the band was going to be Kelsey Ryan and the Handyman. Yeah, just trying something out. I like that a lot. I think it's got a nice little uh, light ring to it. I think I would say maybe the difference is uh, anything with the Handyman, we're focusing slightly more uh specifically on the sassy fun mm-hmm. country stuff yeah versus that makes sense versus the like sadder original songwriting stuff if we're, uh, just, if we're just going in as like our full-on tour and honky-tonk whatever like fun night of like 45 minutes or whatever that's, that's like handy if man. I, like if we got an original show slot at at a bar on a friday night and it's like the bar is not a listening room it's a it's a bar mm-hmm. and they're looking for like a fun group of acts or act and they're not really wanting to hear about ptsd or various <laughs> other really sad things then you might put together as it, we're calling it a, a handyman set where it's you know it's, it's our originals that are fun and exciting and sassy along with some old school country that really is very specifically like what we're trying to do so So is that going to be primarily a live thing or would that even be something you kind of section off when it comes to recording like you'll do a handyman record and then you'll do a kelsey ryan record idea okay we i do not have plans to record anything else like that this year but i think uh, i think folks like tom petty and steve earl done stuff like that well they'll go in and do like their solos like this is the tom petty album not tom petty and the heartbreakers Mm mm-hmm but then they'll uh, shift gears and bring the full band in and call it the Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers record mm-hmm. and just go out and uh, tour like that. I know Waylon Jennings used to do that, too, with uh, when he's starting to do his outlaw country shit. I think everything's a creative idea that's worth exploring, and we'll see. We'll yeah. see where it goes. It was just an idea we were kicking around, and I guess I've explained it the best I can. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And, it, and, it, and especially with that uh, that sort of promotion idea that makes a lot of sense uh and i'm glad you kind of brought it up because originally as you know just a fan and a listener someone that enjoys your music i saw that and i was like that that was the final piece to me that even like the slower stuff it still felt like that kind of fit because it almost feels like a lot of times with female vocalists in general they wind up going by just their name you know, mm-hmm. even in the country world. So when you went Kelsey Ryan and the handyman, 
it almost kind of added that extra little oomph to it and kind of separated it from because who was the other artist that's on the bill this Friday? Uh, it was Nick Pugh's, David. Oh, this David Taylor and the Tall Boys. Yeah. What was the? Oh, at, um, back in uh, the female. No, oh, Sissy oh, Brown. F- Sissy Brown. See, so with that, it would be Kelsey Ryan, Sissy Brown, and Julie Jane all doing a show. But if it was Julie Jane, Sissy Brown, and then Kelsey Ryan and the Handymen. That almost it not necessarily sets you apart in a bad way, but it kind of almost does like the hey, I might have a little bit more going on. This is Kelsey Ryan and the Handyman. We've got a big little thing. It's not just Susie Sue and you know whoever else. <laughs> I'm liking all of his girl names. He's just right. making up. <laughs> we'll start a glam rock band called Susie Sue and the <laughs> <laughs> Susie Sue and the Heartbreakers. <laughs> Cindy Lou Who and the Grinches. Hey, there you hey, go. Perfect. <laughs> Almost topical. They're a Christmas cover band. Yes. <laughs> You'll see them in 12 months. <laughs> Shit, I better put it together now. Uh, so when is your cover of All I Want for Christmas coming out? Uh, no one can beat Mariah. That's like not happening. I'm, I'm sorry. I've got, a, I've got a vocal range, but I do not have like only dogs can hear me. Oh, I totally think you could do so that. modest you could right totally now do because I've heard you sing that at least three times this Christmas season. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I don't think you've heard me sing it the whole way through. That song think, gets exhausting. I don't think sing. that like that really high part that Mariah does. Well, now that I know that, next year's Christmas special, if you're not actually on it, we're going to at least have you do a karaoke version <laughs> since you like karaoke so much. Have you do a karaoke version of that song. <sighs> okay. we'll, we'll, we'll find you the track. We'll send it to you. All you got to do is just sing you, over it. You think sing. I don't know that track by heart. <laughs> I'm saying I want it synced up. So just sing along with the track and just send me your audio and then I can compress it and mix it and do everything else I need to. I'll just acapella. Yes! Oh my Oh that's actually that's a brilliant idea. Just get a bunch of No, here we go. We'll just get a bunch of layers of like cap going da 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 ba 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 Boys. We'll we'll just craft it all from start. So you'll work off the real track. He'll be listening to the real track, humming along to it. Just get him to do that like five or six times. Layer all of it together, and then remove the original track. Whole thing. Oh, cap acapella. You know, that'll put, be can, that'll be interesting. Can I put a capapella? Capapella. <laughs> You're gonna have to learn to harmonize for this, baby. Can I put a uh, mouth guitar solo in it? Of course. I'm the producer. You should be asking me. <laughs> oh my god. I've got, I've got the talent sitting here. I'm producing this shit. <laughs> We're sending this to Mariah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh yeah, I'm sure she'll love no, this, it. This is happening next year or this year. Don't think it won't. <laughs> yeah, you're going to start getting phone calls like over Thanksgiving to your hotline. Like, mm-hmm. it's better be coming out. Yeah, really. If y'all started, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> no, maybe that'll be the new tradition. We get Kelsey to sing beautifully some great Christmas cover, but with weird cap acapella <laughs> bump, bump, bumps in the background. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my gosh. I, I will have full creative control over which freaking song I'm doing because oh, I am not singing Grandma Got Run it. Over by Rain, Reindeer. I won't do it. I but, hate that but song. But the first one has to be All I Want for Christmas is You. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be the first one, though. But after that, hey, pick whatever the hell you want. I don't care. <laughs> you sing whatever you want. <laughs> okay. 
Do, are you about to do your fucking jingle, jingle bells, bells again? I was like, no, I never remembered. It's acapella, so I got to do. Uh huh. I'll That's do. Sounds terrible. I'll do a layer of that, and then you doing the ba 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 ba. Put a double on that. Add some delay to it. Oh, this is this is gonna be fun. That sounds very time consuming now. Has there ever been like a random project that's kind of outside your wheelhouse that you've just been like, for the fuck of it, I'd like to do this, whether it be art, visual, audio. Has there ever just been something that kind of struck your fancy that wasn't typically the aesthetic of Kelsey Ryan, but you were like, I'd like to give a crack at that. (laughs) Uh, I can think of some. (laughs) Oh, can you? (laughs) I mean, I'm blanking, so... I was thinking of, like, the 80s songs we tried to do. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, when you're pulling together cover gigs and they're like, hey, we know you're a country band, but also, can you do 80s? And we're like... What? Okay. Like, define 80s. So, <laughs> like, 80s Johnny Cash? I mean, that was kind of his low point, but, I mean, I'm sure I might be able to find something. No, like... Vern Gosden? Le- they legitimately wanted, like, 80s covers. They would have been happy if I sang Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And then in in my, in my like, explorations of, of 80s songs, I'm like, there is a fuck ton of synthesizer in this. And, like, obviously, but at the same time, we're putting together a set with the typical four-piece and... It's like it's it'll be it'll be guitar, bass, and drums. What's gonna work? And so we end up with Pat Benatar and um, yeah. Black Velvet and and all. We maybe got like five eighty songs in the full three hour set, and then I put a bunch of eighty shit in the break music. Perfect. <laughs> and I was like, Well, you gotta keep this the flow is how you, This is how you're like rigging it to make it work. Of course. Like, what bubberize it? We bubberized. We bubberized it. <laughs> it. <laughs> gotta love it. Bubberized it. Mm-hmm. We bubberized that set. <laughs> we bubberized a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's just kind of the, the life of a musician, though. Yeah. Pretty much. It's kind of just like, all right, I it's guess like, we're doing this now. I was like, oh, and can you do 80s? I'm like, sure. That's one of those, like, like we were saying earlier, you just say yes and figure it out later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like this year's going to be a lot of that. It was Fun. Black Velvet was pretty cool. That song is fun as shit. I get to do just Stevie Ray Vaughan legs and stuff like that. Who even does that song? Uh, Alana Miles. Is, I think she was. I don't know of any other songs by her ever. So. <laughs> Alex is sitting there like, I've never heard this. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, it's out my wheelhouse. I have no idea. That was one of those 90s songs where I remember hearing pretty it like sure once or twice when Elvis, it was a thing. Right? That's what the song's about. Maybe. Yeah. I haven't done a deep dive on that. Well, I'm, I'm the one that reading the lyrics, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sure. I think it is. Sure, why not? <laughs> is there any, now you got me curious. Has there been anything for you, Cap, audio, visual, that you've just kind of seen and been like, I'd like to give a shot at that? With everything. Uh, probably more. Everything I see, I want to do it. <laughs> what does this button do? <laughs> oh, it's a YouTuber? I want to do YouTube. <laughs> oh, it's a video game streamer? I want to stream video games. A lot of that's As been... a parking meter guy, I want to do parking meters. <laughs> and a lot of them on end has been like uh, sound engineering and like recording and stuff like that. A lot of uh, curiosity drawn up from being around a lot of people that do that. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that's really outside your wheelhouse, though, because you've always kind of been interested in the whole recording thing. Outside my wheelhouse, as far as just like general interests. Yeah, doesn't even Hmm. have to be like music related, just something that wouldn't typically be you that you'd just be interested in doing the shot. (sighs) Getting more, getting more involved with uh, TV production for the uh, for the uh, football games I used to work. Yeah, and just uh, and uh, seeing the I was only saw bits and pieces of how the industry worked as far as like TV coverage of sports journalism. I enjoy the hell out of it, and 
it kept me uh, interested in watching a lot of TV shows as a result too, because I would be on set with a lot of these personalities and uh, work see how the sausage is made on that end as far as production. I think I don't have a lot of these things because mainly I I am a I let's talk about this today. I'm an all or nothing kind of a person. Yeah, and yeah. I know what I like, so I know that if I'm going to dedicate to something, I'm going to do it, like do it all the way, and you know that'll be my focus and that'll be what I do. And then I also know that if I don't give stuff the time that it needs to be good at it or excel at it, then I'm going to get frustrated with it. And so it won't be something I'm as interested in. So I I have the things that I like. I have the things that I'm interested in. And for those things, I'm going to dedicate my like entirety to them. And otherwise, you don't need it. Exactly. And that's why I quit pursuing anything in like sports journalism or anything like that, just because I fell into something that I like a lot more or I've always liked a lot more, which is music and stuff like that. And uh, that took up that ate up that schedule and it was not a consistent schedule to begin with as far as TV production. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd say for me, I mean, I, I would kind of under the same thing with you, Kelsey, because I was even kind of sitting here thinking on it because when I made Cap kind of reconsider his answer, I went, fuck, now I have to kind of reconsider my answer because I was going to say like management consultant or, you know, something along those lines, like a startup company that needs just that third party to be like, we genuinely don't know what's going on. You know, what do you think? You know, you may not go with my idea, but you know, you could, you're at least coming to me being like, I need your opinion and you can mm-hmm. either take or leave it kind of thing. Right. But I mean, that's kind of what I wound up doing in the band anyway, you know, and you know, with other outlets and then I'm going to be kind of working with Tony doing that sort of thing. We're starting, keep saying this over and over. We're starting our own <laughs> podcast doing business stuff and I'm going to be working with him, you know, with his entrepreneur, you know, stuff that he does. So I'm going to be kind of dipping my toes in that anyway. So I would say outside of that, the only thing I want to do, but exact same reasonings you have, you want to give it your all. You don't want to kind of half ass it or let it kind of fall by the wayside because yeah. then it won't be as enjoyable. I'd like to make like more YouTube videos, like essay video type stuff where like I tackle a topic. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, there, there's a certain pressing of an album I really enjoy. And I look on YouTube just to see if anyone's kind of done like a little review on it, just to kind of maybe give more information than, you know, what I've currently have. And there's nothing on it. So I'm like, well, there's a market. I can't be the only Ramones fan that's interested in this copy of the record that's got like five different versions with like different track listings and stuff. Someone has to make some sort of video on this. But it's like, I feel like I would like it. I'll get that maybe like a little pop more than, you know, what a typical intro video would be. I'd want to do more, but then I would sit here. What did I say earlier? I've got a flyer to make. I've got some logos to make. I've got a podcast to edit. I've got some other stuff to promo. Now I've got my youtube channel of stuff i've got to film me talking about this stuff and then record the audio i've got to pull all my extra visuals to do all this that and the other i need to research my topic to make sure i'm not giving any sort of false information and to make sure i may be bringing light new information that hadn't been talked about and and you know this conversation is sort of an interesting thing with the three of us who do do all of these things outside of our normal jobs so like in my normal job, I, I sell beer to grocery stores. And so for some people, like my being in a country band is a totally out of left field sort of thing. But if you know me, it's not. Yeah, um, we are all in the bar industry. Like, And we know, we kind of know who we are. I mean, Cap and I are in our early 30s. You're in your late 20s, right? Yep. So we've kind of figured out who we are and what we like and what we want to do. What I would think would be really interesting or cool would be to go back a decade 
uh, or two, or you know, go back to me late teenager, go up to back to me oh, I think early twenties, and be like, I wish I could just be like, girl. You like this. Do this more. <laughs> yeah. Like, because I, I was so scattered when I was back then and, and so and self-conscious about like diving into shit. I was so, too. And, and I can give you a perfect example of that. Uh, it's actually kind of funny because uh, I wasn't originally going to participate in it mainly because for this last year, just being so hectic and crazy and just, you know, kind of personal that I didn't really bother with like the year in review thing because there would just be too many things, whether it be personal life or recording the record that were important to the year that, you know, I just didn't feel like having to dig back up again. So I just kind of did the decade in review where I just, it still got glossed over, you know, the annoyances of recording this and the other, but it's like, it still played a part of the role, but it wasn't the main topic. And one of those exact things you talked about is kind of being afraid to jump into it hard. When I first started trying to get the band going here before I even met Cap, I was really wanting to add a lot more of the 60s groove and vibe and 70s look to the band. But I came to town and I looked around and went, oh, it's just a whole bunch of punks and metalheads. They don't really like a kiss glam fun kind of rock they're not really looking here to have fun they're they they want their aggressions to come out they're looking for aggressive rock they're not looking for fun rock all right well i guess it's the studded jacket and the black pants and the fast riffs and this that and the other but it's like i've still got old like promo photos that i picked that had like those odd like 40s and 50s kind of like pin up drawings of like almost like those newspaper sketches mm-hmm. i was like picking stuff like that and throwing like an old vintage photo filter over it and like using that as promo stuff that we're doing now that i finally feel comfortable with implementing you know i wanted to have like a big time almost like lounge kind of look to the band i had a semi hollow body red epiphone dot uh, guitar beautiful and it was i stickered up i wanted to have like you know button-up shirts with like you know bell bottoms and shit you know nice slick back hair i wanted to be the only guy in the band i wanted an all-female band as I thought that'd be a cool little thing find all these chicks that rock and that can kick your ass it's like come on how badass would that be and then have them like in cheetah print and shit like that you know just really give it the whole look and I was just afraid to kind of dive headfirst into that. A, I couldn't find enough females to play in a band. I found a bassist, (laughs) and she played with us for a while, and it was cool to have a chick bassist, but I couldn't find the full group together, and plus, it just really didn't feel like that vibe was welcomed, and we were going to be the odd man out, and yeah, I wanted to make music for myself, but at the same time, I wanted other people to enjoy it. You know, I, I didn't feel like putting all this time and effort into something for no one to pay attention to. But then I did it, and no one paid attention to it. Yeah. But then we started going, all right, fine. Well, we're going to slow these songs down a little bit. We're going to add a little bit more riffage. We'll see what you guys think of that. Still no one paid attention, but I like the songs a little better at least. And went, all right, we'll down, go down this rabbit hole a little more, a little more, and a little more. And now we're to the point where it's like we're glamming up. We're putting some fun little disco beats and songs like Return to Cinder. You know, it's like that's got a little double time on the hi-hat. It's like we're wrapping it all in. And I personally couldn't be happier with the outcome and the way it's turning out. It's like 10 years later, it's finally becoming the it. band that I originally yeah. wanted it to be. But it took 10 years almost to for it to come full circle and be like, no, it was meant to be this from the start. Why did you fight it? Yeah. I couldn't do the decade in review thing. I, yeah. couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to do it because a decade ago, 
2010 was the year that I met my ex-husband. Yeah. I think your album is your decade in review, though. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you yeah. wanted a decade in review, you already put that to song form. I, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't think about it. Although I, I will say that I had this like major cathartic moment of like release and relief when it was like it was the morning of January 1st or something. And I'm mm-hmm. about ready to have a bunch of friends over to my house to yeah. like hang out and play music. And I'm and I thought to myself, everything that happened all of that shit is officially in the last decade that's right and then i and then i had a little moment and then i was just like (sighs) (laughs) well no and and it's 100 percent true and it's like for me in 2010 i was moving to town so it's like literally everything that started from there to then is like all right now that's behind it now we get, I, 10 years later it's finally starting back up and it's like it's so great for you so it's like you you almost kind of put the bookend on it when you wrote the album because when you wrote the album you took away its power you took the power back mm-hmm. you know it's like all right this is mine now and now for it to you be able to make that the bookend and then now go into this next decade being like look the fuck out it's like i know that has to be exciting uh, it's very exciting. It's, mi- oh, yeah. it's minorly terrifying. It's very exciting. <laughs> I was like, shit, I had a whole bunch to write about then. <laughs> Let's go on the next thing. Let's see what happens. Exactly. Yep. So so where do you feel like the songwriting for that will go? Oh, God. We'll see. Um, I've got plenty of material like to start. Four or five right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll still come. I think it'll all still come from personal experience and it'll be personal and and effective i I want to um explore the idea of of positivity and and you know not merely sass but you know excitement and things like that and into songwriting and and you know i don't want it all be sad or Mm -hmm. sassy so like there's there's other emotions or other depths that i can go to and maybe i haven't even really allowed myself to go there um so i i want to explore that um yeah, I want to go into little... musically a little more um more stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um I've even started to think about like I I at least have one song that goes in the pol- political direction and it's fairly controversial. So yep. especially oh. for my genre. <laughs> <laughs> it's good though. Yeah, it's it's a good song. So kind of writing more um more like bigger concepts and themes would be a cool place to go writing anthem type of songs like yeah you know that kind of stuff because especially with like what you've already laid the foundation on you know you can't really pull you can't really start writing songs about fiction you know you can't really start making up scenarios and writing i mean i could well but that that was going to maybe kind of lead in with that though it's like are you like a lord of the rings trilogy are you wanting (laughs) oh no i've got a i've got like an idea for murder ballad where i just want to i just really want to write an old style country murder ballad and make up a story and tell some story about some guy off to kill some person or something or a murder mm-hmm. or you know something yeah, and, and find a way to make it personal find a way to make it like my own but i want i totally want to just make up a story and tell a murder ballad see, sure. i was wondering if you're going to kind of go down that, that down that route or if like each album is almost going to be kind of like a scrapbook where it's like this was the start of the journey now if you listen to all my records back to back you hear the journey and each album is almost like a snap snap into like my life at that moment when i was writing it uh, I would say that there would probably be a little bit of development for that as 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 personal as my songs and songwriting tend to be there will be an element of that but there's also going to be 
playing around with genre and music and like fitting into that and um all of a sudden album three we've got a drum machine and you're <laughs> oh for goddamn we sake we'll put out our uh eurythmics uh, dance album oh i get to rap now <laughs> no <laughs> oh, dang. i'm out of ideas cap rap go <laughs> and uh rapping i rapping i rap <laughs> you're terrible gotta work on that oh man <laughs> Well, I think this has actually been a pretty fun episode. We've got pizza getting over there really cold. I keep looking over at it going, I want to save the audience and not eat in their ear, but fuck, I'm hungry. (laughs) Plus, we've actually had this as, hey, actually, we went a little longer than some of our more episodes except for the specials lately and our nerd talk that of course went way <laughs> too I can long talk, you know. <laughs> well no it's always a joy to have you here but we're going to have you for a little bit longer especially when we dig on into that spotify playlist and figure out what the hell we've we been listening to what you listening to son i don't think you like it well why not i like this new generation of music Where did you record this? I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. All right, Cap, what the hell you been listening to? My brother sent me this a couple of days ago. Uh, it's the uh, War of the Worlds uh, concept record done by Jeff Wayne from uh, England that was released in 1978. It is right. wild. <laughs> it's uh, it's like an audio, uh, you know, musical musical version of like the old audio drama World War of the Worlds with like disco beats mm-hmm. and synths. And oh, wow. the, the highlight of this for me because I'm a diehard fan of the man and his work, Phil Lynott from Thin Lizzy does a spoken word part on this track spirit of man where he's like a a captive on mars or whatever and the part that he acts out is pretty cool and it still sounds like it could have been a thin lizzy song without the uh synth on top of it shit well cool man what was that one more time it's called uh it's it's war it's the war of the world's uh progressive rock album done by jeff wayne yeah yeah i just saw the long title and i'm like you gotta repeat that one more time i know in the parentheses like on spotify it's original and next gen oh so i don't know how you have both on here like simultaneously when they're all just the individual tracks but it's there (laughs) it's there whatever whatever (laughs) check it out (laughs) all right miss kelsey what the hell you been listening to uh i've been listening to this guy theo katzman who i learned about from friends of mine in nashville um a couple years ago they said that this it was my roommate who's a music producer and my other friend who's a musician and they were saying this was the most fun show they'd been to in nashville that year at a place called the basement east i guess which is small ish but kind of big venue mm-hmm. um and so they said this guy just ruled and so i got into his album heartbreak hits a couple years back and he's now releasing a new thing a new album and the new album will be called modern johnny sings this guy <laughs> does like indie rock but also sometimes he sounds like elvis costello he's fucking rad what was wow. that track you sent me not too long ago that he did it was like one of the newer ones the uh, single he was teaching or uh teasing uh i think he was what was it um he well what i'm what he did recently in this releasing the album it's a really cool concept he's l- releasing instead of releasing singles he's releasing eps that Ooh. will be part of his modern johnny sings album Got he just it. released first modern johnny tackles the issues and the songs on that are you could be president i don't want to be a billionaire like a woman scorned are the three songs yeah and um those are really good i think i sent you you could be president because right. that that one has this trying to inspire him solo that's that what just it was yeah rips 
And it's fucking It's a cool. pretty killer song. And then the second EP he just released just recently was is Modern Johnny Wallows in Introspection and Gently Goes Mad. So that's the second one. Wow. And then I don't there's probably gonna be a third one or something and um before he releases the album. That's but cool. I thought that was a really cool way of that like is. releasing new content, especially from someone who has a few couple of albums out already and rather yeah. than just doing single, single, single album, mm-hmm. he's doing EP with a concept, EP with a concept, LP concept comes together. So. Yeah. No, I really like that idea. a lot. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Well, I wound up digging in. I actually showed Cap these guys earlier. Uh, talked about it. You say you're playing with a Grateful Dead cover band or tribute band or something. <laughs> this yeah. Th- this band is actually called Deadheads, but absolute it's no association. Like the Grateful Dead. No, th- this is like the Ramones meets like 70s rock. It reminded me of like the Stooges and like a lot of 60s psychedelic stuff, but mm-hmm. like a uh, Ramones speed. Yeah. For nah, sure. It, it was some cool stuff. The, the uh, record I've been listening to, this, this is the title of the record. This is the Deadhead's first album. <laughs> I just thought that was great. I was like, super very creative. self-explanatory. Well done. <laughs> what is this? This is Deadhead's first album. <laughs> okay. Sweet. That's all I need to know. Uh, I really like the uh, first track on there, Baby Blues. Uh, just great, just rocker, blistering fast, great little uh, riffage in there, guitar solos, all that good stuff. So if you guys like that sort of garage rock fun Definitely check it out. And along with everything else, that was uh, always some good suggestions. Nothing for the hippies. Nothing for them damn dirty <laughs> hippies. <laughs> and uh, in review, make sure and definitely check out Kelsey Ryan along with Cap playing on that guitar uh-huh. down at... Petra's. Petra's. Plaza Midwood. That'll be tonight. Yes, if you're listening to this on release day, which, by the way, I keep going, no one ever listens to shit on release day. I finally, uh, the our hosting website finally got their shit in order, and I can actually look at the numbers. I've been going this entire time blindly. A lot of people do listen day one, so thanks, guys. Hey. <laughs> Ain't y'all sweet? Mm-hmm. Seems like people like listening on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, so... That Keep works. that in mind. Good so, to know. Definitely catching those weekday folks. So definitely check them out tonight at a uh, place I just said. Petrus. Petrus. <laughs> Petrus. I almost called it Tommy's for some reason. No, Petrus. <laughs> and then, of course, we've got our gig with Radkey at Skylark on the 12th of this month. And you said that uh, one date for the felons was confirmed? Yes, it is. It is on February 26th yes. over at Dish. I was going to say, you playing that one, Kelsey? How did you know that date? Because it used to be my gig, and then I and then I couldn't make it. <laughs> Then I hit up the well, book where I was like, can we put felons on there? <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, March 7th, we're going to be heading back up to the rim. And then we've got our milestone date. Uh, just hadn't got 100% confirmation on the date. So once, once Buck emails me back it's going and says, to be yes, at it's the milestone. Fine. It's going to be at the milestone in March. So just get ready. Some badass shows for that. Uh-huh. And we might figure out something for South Carolina the day before. Buy our new record, philins.com slash store. Follow us on all the social medias. Links are in the bio along with Johnny G and reporting for 20XX. And Kelsey, where do people go and follow you on the social media? Kelsey Ryan Music. I'm on Instagram. Uh, that's my website. That's how you find me on Facebook. I have a YouTube channel. Need to put more videos on it. But Kelsey Ryan Music, anywhere you want to go. Excellent. I like the uniformity. I like that. That's <laughs> so helpful. It's easier with a solo artist. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's not too bad for us. The podcast basically everywhere is something GFY. That's true. The, for the band, no one else had the fill-ins, so everything is just .com slash the fill-ins. So. There you go. Well, excellent. That's all our housekeeping cap. Do you have an outro for us? Oh, man. 
I hope that pizza ain't cold. That's <laughs> <laughs> so all we can think about. There's a vegetable on that. There's a vegetable. Yeah, mushroom. I have vegetables at the house that I made to cook. <laughs> this has been another amazing production from the Cult of Dave Podcast 
Network. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.